What do you get when you take two hoopers, put them on the same team, make them best friends, and put them on the court together? Well, you're going to get buckets. Now let's add some motivation from friends doing their thing, throwing some inspiration from friends that aren't here but are still with us. Now add some music, some culture, and throw all that into the most wavy podcast on the internet. Now what do you get? Well, shit. I guess you'll find out. Oh, shit. Bro, we just hit. Oh, shit. What up? I'm going to score back at you. Lock Ready in. to run it up. All right. League with A. This is a this is a nice guest we got today. I'm excited. Man, outstanding. <laughs> I'm fired up. We can't even call him. We can't even call him. just fired up. <laughs> like, I'm like feeling we can't, good. We can't, for this. we can't even call him BG. Like, like he, he's like you got to call him by his full business name now. He's Brandon Gates. You can't, you can't spell business without BG, man. How you been though, man? Uh, you been, uh, I've been, I've been living the dreams, man. Yeah. Just trying to put my head down at work and uh, get after it. Yeah. Um, shit. So um, after Iowa, bro, so um, you, we know you went to the University of Iowa. Uh, shit, how was that like as far as uh, just, just school-wise and shit, hustling and day-to-day shit and the party life? and I know. Life and yeah, you know the party yeah, I, think, I think Iowa definitely took a couple of years off my life for sure. I mean, I'll probably be <laughs> – out for the count by at least uh, maybe around 75. I'm not too sure. But um, no, I mean, Iowa was a, was a great experience. I definitely learned a lot. I think it's, it's definitely what you make of it. Um, the more activities and the more organizations you get involved in, it, it really it really helps your experience. Um, no, it, it was it was a great time, man. No, no regrets at all. I'm extremely happy I went there. Oh, yeah. That's dope. That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> um, fucking, I meant to ask you, uh, um, the uh, DJ scene, uh, you and your boy, uh, what was uh, Mamba, Mamba. DJ Mamba, right? Oh, DJ Mamba, yeah, that's my right on the name, baby. Yeah, that's my boy. He moved, he moved out to Arizona, uh, so it was super cool. So, we started this festival, it was called Up and Up Festival, and we found it on Instagram. And the top six schools to sell the most tickets nationwide got to host a festival. And there was a bunch of schools who've been doing it for like three to four years, and they had a ton of experience. The best way to like get ticket sales is to have a huge like Instagram account and have like other people like reselling them and stuff. And these, these other schools, they had a ton of experience doing it. We built a, an Instagram platform from the ground up, started branding it. We had all these girls like posting, you know, slushies on their pages yeah. and stuff. <laughs> uh, the day, the day, the day of the, the day of the concert, um, the first night we were in 17th place. That night of, I stayed up till like three in the morning. I texted everybody. I, and it was kind. Of, it was kind of funny. So it was during our rush for our fraternity event, uh-huh. and I kept telling like the uh, the prospects, I'm like, "There's no way you guys are gonna get into our fraternity if you guys don't get the word out there now." So I was like, "Hold, <laughs> I was like, hold these kids hostage." I'm like, "Dude, you guys got to get the word out here. I'm gonna get you in the frat." Like the president hated me for doing that. Um, but dude, yeah, we uh, we we came out of nowhere. We we sold like a thousand something tickets. We were like the third most in history. And uh, wow. yeah, we got the, we got the whole slushy, and slushy is basically like Marshmallow's prodigy. I'm sure you guys all knew yeah. who Marshmallow is. Oh yeah. Um, so we got to like chill with them like all day and like kick it with them. 
we, we tried to get him to come out to the bars after, but uh, he was a little hesitant on that. Yeah, dead out there. He missed out a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it was time. a blast, man. Man, that's 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 dope as fuck. Honestly, what you just described right there, uh, as far as you just grinding for that little session of trying to, you know, get the fucking public out there, get your name out there, get you uh, DJ Mamba out there. I just, you know, that's part of why we have you on here is that, you know, your mind and uh, how you go about your business and, you know, how you, uh, you're always looking, you know, take the next step up. Um, so that's how I'm, that's why we're bringing you on here for the upcoming. So that's what we're about. You know, we're excited to have you here for sure. Uh, to talk about that shit. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely appreciate the praise. I see you guys doing big things. I was extremely stoked to hear you guys doing this podcast, and uh, you know I'm happy to happy to be on here for sure. Oh yeah. So let's 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 let this man introduce himself. I think I think we've already created enough hype, but let, let's let him let's let him introduce himself. Tell the tell the world who he is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm a man of I'm a man of many hats for sure. Um, I work as a full time commercial real estate agent, so I try to help. Uh, investors, individuals buy and sell commercial assets, uh, warehouses, truck terminals. We don't really work in retail. We don't really do office. Office is kind of a, a dying industry right now. We do some land stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm basically doing from nine to five. And then outside of my nine to five, I'm running three businesses. I uh, started them from the ground up. Uh, my first business is a golf cart business. It sounds extremely funny. Um, I buy and sell golf carts. I buy them in bulk. I buy, I don't know, 15, 20 of them. Mm-hmm. I have my uncle. He like he like does all the all the maintenance work. We flip them for, I don't know, 1000 2000 profit a pop. Um, I, I resell shoes, toys, sneakers, you name it. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm building a, another real estate investing business right now. So. That's what's up. So, I was going to say, so, ain't, so, ain't nothing funny about getting money. You feel me? So golf carts. <laughs> nah. That's a fact. Whatever you got to do, that check coming in ain't funny. You feel me? You get into the bread. So that's what's up. Yeah. That's a a- absolutely, man. Oh, yeah. So with the golf cart business, how did you like get that? How did you get that started? What, what was the like, inspiration behind that? Yeah. So my, my cousin, he actually does this full time. That's what he does for his, for his occupation. Oh, um, yeah. He comes out He comes out in Chicago three months of the year. He lives, in, uh, he lives like near Fort Lauderdale in Florida. And the Chicago market is a lot hotter than like Florida market. Florida market, obviously, more people buy golf carts out there because it's warmer most of the season. Mm-hmm. But there's more competition out here. Nobody in Chicago does this, like, because it's only it's only warm, you know, a couple months out of the year. Um, yeah. so there's like five of us reselling these things, and when I get one, I'll I'll resell it in two days. It's crazy. I'll have like 15 people message me on it on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Man, that's crazy. dope. What's what's crazy? About the Midwest market too, I think it's it's weird. I don't know if this is true for uh, Chicago area, like suburbs, but everybody in the neighborhood would just drive around their golf cart, like just to drive around the neighborhood in a golf cart. And, and they'll take them out, like if they're going camping or if they're going on a trip, they'll take them with them and bring them on a trailer or something like that. But I don't know if that's that's another way that you sell golf carts too. Yeah, I'm happy that you mentioned that because I would say like 50% of the buyers who come to me basically say that we're going up to the lake, uh, we're going up to the lake house, or we're going up to uh, our retirement home. We're going to use them for the weekend. Our kids have been bugging them, bugging us to get one and stuff. So those are most of the buyers that we that we get. Uh, Damn, that's crazy. That's a money maker. Sure, yeah. shit. It is, man. That's crazy. It's a nice little niche too. Like there's not much competition. Uh, I, I enjoy it. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Um. So as far as your other um, outside of your real estate that you actually do from nine to five, uh, as far as the other you know real estate that you're doing, uh, just give us a little more detail about what what's different between your nine to five real estate and then your side hustle real estate. What would be the difference of what you're doing 
Yeah, so so my my nine to five real estate, and truthfully, I mean, I'm working sixty hours a week doing that. Um, it, it's a lot more. It's a lot more structured. It's a lot more organized. You're helping individuals in a professional matter buy buy and sell their buildings. What I'm doing outside, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of wholesaling. Basically, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help um, sellers who are who are in a distressed situation, whether they're behind on their taxes, they're behind on their mortgage, their house is going to foreclose. I'm buying the property off of them for 75% of the dollar. Now I'm not actually buying the property off of them. I'm buying the contract or I'm, I'm putting the property under contract and I'm assigning that contract to an end buyer who ends up being like a fix and flipper or a buy and hold investor. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of saw, I got a buddy who actually kind of does something similar like that in Atlanta. Um, I'm not sure if it's quite the same thing, but yeah, they kind of find, you know, people who are behind or can't afford the property anymore or, and they bring themselves in there, kind of fix it up, fix it up, you know, and he kind of, I'm not sure if he gets a portion or if he buys, or he set the contract off of them or something like that. But um, I do know that that is kind of, that's big business also. That's, that's pretty dope as well. Um, yeah. That's just, and, and, and I'm honestly, I'm pretty confident that what your buddy does is exactly what I'm describing, just due to the fact that I know Atlanta's like a huge market for it. Yeah, that's why. That's why I was. That's all he was telling me. That's all he talks about. It's a huge market for that right now, and that for all our, our black audience viewers, or even people viewing in general, all of our viewers in general, um, shit, ownership is a big key to to even making any kind of money. Um, if you don't own shit and you're you're paying rent or you're paying debt on all your shit, you, none of the money's yours. You feel me? Yeah. So that's I, I feel like you know that's a you know big thing for people to understand who are watching is that like it don't matter what are you twenty four beach uh twenty four twenty three bro you know it don't matter at what age you got to you know to start grinding or you know get into you know that business of you know hustling or flipping or whatever you're doing for building you don't have there's no age start bro you got to get in and grind bro get in there you know get your foot wet and just explore get out there and see what the money is you know what i'm saying and um i've been following you and you know we've been seeing you you know highly motivated and everything um yeah dude we're just, i just think it's dope what you're doing for me watching from a standpoint i, I want to know so i can get to the fucking bag myself shit um let me know <laughs> i'm always i'm always down for business ventures man i'm always down uh, I don't know right hell yeah i think uh it sounds like um wholesaling is like a great alternative for people that don't have the capital to just buy homes outright or and try to flip them but so you're you're buying or you're buying the contract technically, and that doesn't cost any money. So I mean, a lot of, a lot of the times, I think the, the the biggest challenge in wholesaling is putting a property under contract with little earnest money down. Uh, you're putting it, you're trying to get it under contract like a hundred like a hundred dollars, but a lot of times, earnest money is about one percent of the purchase price, and a lot of the properties you're working with are are like thirty thousand dollars, so it could end up only being like three hundred bucks that you're putting down. Um, and it could, it, it, a lot of times they're refundable as well. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great so like, opportunity. Like you, like you said, I mean, there, there's very little barrier to entry. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Chef, all y'all, all y'all out there listening, you the man. Chase that bag. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's available. Um, yeah. It's all around you, man. You know, yeah. Um, just, um, what's going on, you know, besides the stuff that you're doing? You know, um, obviously, you know, like you say, you got your hand in everything and uh, you're working about 60 hours a week. So how do you stay motivated? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
what's the driving factor for you every day you know for for us this doing this podcast thing like the music and the shit that comes out and you know dissecting everything and you know listening to our favorite artists and shit like that that's kind of what drives us and shit and you know i like hear our favorite yeah. pop off and stuff like that or you know what who who drives what, what was one you know one of your favorite guys you know icons or idols you looked up to for you know driving inspiration for what you do today yeah, I think uh, two of my favorite icons, I think Gary Vee is, you know, the epitome of a hustler. The dude goes out to garage sales and he'll flip a dollar product for 25 bucks. And he's just extremely genuine. He's authentic. I would say he's one of my favorite people. And then I don't know if you guys know who Grant Cardone is. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a billionaire real estate investor. He buys, and, he buys multifamily properties all over the world. He holds them for years and they appreciate in value. Um, his, his biggest philosophy is everybody uh, is under the belief that debt is extremely bad for you. But I'm, I, I, am, I believe the total opposite. I think that that's great. The more debt that you have, the, the, the chances of you being wealthier are a lot higher. The dude said he's got like $1 billion in debt. Yeah. Um, and he loves it. I need, I need more debt. <laughs> yeah. Sure. He's like, give me more debt. <laughs> yeah. My guy, 10 X, Grant Cardona. 10X, man. 10X. Yeah. He's actually got a uh, he's got a conference in Miami in March. I'm, I've been thinking about going to it. Uh, hey. I guess we'll, we'll see if I make the move. Yeah, Miami, that'd be crazy. I, it's yeah, funny. I think a lot of people think of debt as just simply like credit card debt, like running up their credit card at shops. But a lot of people don't think of debt as something you can leverage because it's money in your hand. But it's not. Like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out here and swipe your credit card, that's not good debt. Don't don't yeah. do that. Now, don't do that. Like don't go to the Gucci store. Here, here's, an un, here's an unpopular belief. Yeah, I don't don't go to Gucci, but I think I was telling you this when we were doing some flipping stuff. I, I probably spent like seventy to eighty K on my card last year flipping stuff, you know. I would just I would just buy and use leverage because I knew that most of the, most of the products that I bought I have a thirty day to sixty day free return uh, free return policy. Right. There's zero risk of me putting that money down. Right. It's building my cre- it's building my credit. Um, it's also building my my cash returns. You get you know you get points and points back and stuff. So you know, spend, spend money and use use that the right way for sure. Shit, yeah, dude, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. I honestly, I mean, I kind of like looking on the outside, I could maybe thought of that, but now that you just broke that shit down, like, damn, like, I I would want to do some shit like this. I need, like, because first of all, I need some fucking credit. <laughs> um, but second, yeah, yeah. Like you said this fucking is zero risk. Like you said, you got 30, 30 days or whatever, you know, policy to pay the shit back. Um, but yeah, man, you kind of put me up the game. Fuck that! That totally makes sense. It's uh, it's a life hack. It's big life hack. You putting you putting everybody. You might need to keep this to yourself, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> you nah, I'm, I'm all about helping people win, man. Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Um, spread the wealth, make more wealth. <laughs> I think a lot. I think a lot of people live in a in a scarce a scarce mindset. I, I live in an abundant abundant mindset. You know, everybody can win. There's there's a ton of pieces of the pie to go around. Yeah, I was, yo, that's yeah. huge. That's so big. That's what we're talking. Not a lot of people really. Go ahead. No, what you were saying. Go ahead, Mims. Oh, uh, it was. I was just saying, like that's so big. Like I feel like a lot of people are scared. Like they they think everybody's in competition, but what really is the case is like you can't make money 
unless it's with people, like you need somebody to buy your product or your service, whatever you're selling. Um, you need somebody to, to help you out because you, you you, if you're trying to scale, you can't do it alone. Like you need right. people. So thinking about this like competition mindset, like, oh, only I can be the one to do this is it's so ridiculous. You can't build wealth that way. That's such a huge right. thing. Like, man. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And um, also, um, I was going to say just off of in general, just like, you know, people like going off of being scared to you know, take that step or take that shot. It's just all it all comes from the unknown shit. I know a lot of people be scared from, OK, I don't want to do this because, OK, what if this happens? All right. But you got to think on the flip side. Shit. I do this. I invest. Shit. I do hit a hole. But shit. What if I do hit? You feel me? And then if that that hit that happens that one time, shit, that's a win. You feel me? And I'm sure that's how right. it happened for you. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you fucking was like, fuck it. I'm going to try this. Like you said, it's a life hack. I'm going to try this shit. And it hit. Right. Now I look at you. Right. Oh, you're fucking building off that. And it's possible, like you said, like we all talked about. It's fucking pie for everyone. It's, anybody can get a piece of it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's for everybody. Um and and the one thing the one thing that we have that a lot of people don't have is we have time and I and I'm a big believer in in your 20s fail and fail hard because those those lessons you're gonna get from failing is so invaluable for your future so you might as well get that, get the failing out of out of the way now um and, and you watch yourself grow at a at a, at a exponential level for for all you college graduates and shit that were in class listening to your business teachers you heard the man look he was taking notes he, he was locked in it's okay yeah actually it's okay to fail business your business teacher might teach you a little something something but my man bg <laughs> get tuned in with him because he's gonna teach you how to make some beret that's what he's gonna teach you how to do hell yeah uh, i i think if, I think if I can go back, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that a lot of professors are incompetent. There are a lot of great professors in the world, but a lot of them are teaching you what they don't have. They're teaching you courses about certain things that they've never done. They've never actually been in the field. I could pick six, seven of my favorite business books, and I think I got a better a better degree from those six or seven $20 books than I did for my $120,000 degree. That's exactly. That's right. Yeah. That is exactly. Nice. Pick up a pick up one of those books from... Dave Ramsey or some shit. Yeah, I, honestly, I've learned a lot of shit myself, to be honest, over the past 2020 from yeah, I, I was, and shit got me reading. Yeah, I learned a lot for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, cut, I'd cut Dave Ramsey out of your life. I'd block him on every account if I were you. Good, because <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. I was I, I, I got halfway through and I'm just like, this is not <laughs> Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey lives the lifestyle of never get into debt. And, and maybe one day, if you don't buy $2 coffees every single day, one day when you're 65, you'll wake up, wake up rich. You know, I, I think we want to uh, quicker than that. That, uh, that, ain't yeah. age. <laughs> that ain't what we're doing nowadays. But my thought process behind that is from a certain type of, oh my God, I got a, I got a pit bull. I got a puppy in the mix. All right, get your ass out of here. God. All right, what I was saying was, uh, so it's like you think about that mindset. Like that's from like the industrial age. Like people are manufactured, like they're made to work. And you work and work and work and you save and save and save. And then one day you'll, you'll be able to stop working. See, we have the opportunity, I feel like, in today's day and age with the internet, with social media, um, just all the opportunities in the world to create our own business as cheap as it possibly could be to start right. a business. 
just crazy. Like, and I mean, so that made sense for that time period, but now it doesn't at all. And I think, especially with school, like it's still a similar model. Like there, it's kind of a manufacturing plant to put us as into employees. Like we're like, I mean, and that's, that's not, that's not anything bad. Like it's fine to work, but you have to have multiple sources of income to be able to um, try to actually build wealth and yeah, build something fun. that you're going to make money while you sleep and make money overnight and be able to keep on um, compounding your, your, your money. I think that's super important, but I think that, you know, I think that this, this pandemic is obviously extremely devastating to most of America. Um, but I do think that it was, in some sense, it was a blessing in disguise. I think that the college population is going to go down a little bit and that people are going to, you know, reconsider their choices and, and, and see their other alternatives. Uh, some of the some of the greatest companies of all time. I'm pretty sure Uber, PayPal, they were all built during um, yeah. during the recession in 2008. So this could be a great time to build a business. Yeah, we talked huge. We talked about that all 2020. You know, why not now? You know, the whole time you got this entire year of planning and getting your shit together. Well, you could have been or should. You know, could have been, could have been, you know, getting your shit together. Um, with a lot of planning going on, then would you put a or you said invest in something or you know anything anything of that sort um but anyway um let's just get into a little more fun you know some fun topics and shit um just about you know shit that you know listening to and you know the hip-hop and what you've been seeing cultural wise uh yeah so um shit music what gets you going in the morning what you've been planning your listening in your headphones yeah so at uh, at four at four fifty five, right right when I wake up, I get a I get a notification that my alarm clock starts ringing. The eye of the tiger. So okay, but when that when that starts falling, hey. it's three, two, one. Let's go. Um, but uh, I you know I, I like I like dance music. I like house music. Uh, EDM. I'm, I'm a big fan of. Um, I, I'm pretty diverse in my music. I like country. I like rap. Um, I like pretty much everything. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. As far as so you wake up at four forty five a.m. every day. Yeah, yeah, four forty five every day. Yeah, I mean on the weekend I'm going to like five thirty. What's your daily routine? What do you do, dude? I, I I should show you my my calendar. It literally looks like a Christmas tree. Um, I'm I'm like I'm like to the minute with with everything. I I wake up uh four forty five. I I stretch. I go downstairs, grab coffee. I read, uh, go go, uh, go downstairs, work out in my garage, start cold calling at 8, cold call till 11, send out emails. Um, 2 o'clock, I'm, I'm back on the phone. I'm, at 5 o'clock, I'm working on my side businesses till 8, then I'm reading from like 8 to 9. Yeah, damn. That's dope. Like, That's dope. Yeah. I mean, how, just it's jam-packed. Fucking yeah, yeah. But like, shit, the, I'm, you know, how does it, how does it, how do you build those habits? Like, how did that formulate for you? How did that slowly start to become just a, a you know, just an instinct thing for you to, uh, 4.45 a.m., I'm cracking on back to it. How did that come about? Yeah, I think I think it definitely comes through time. Like, you're not going to just, you know, get up every single day at 4.45. You know, you got to get your, your body accustomed to that. I, I think for me, one of my biggest, uh, my, my biggest driving forces was going traveling abroad. I just, like, I just got to see the world in, so, in a different perspective. And I realized that I wanted, I wanted more with my life and I didn't want to, you know, just settle for mediocrity. Um, so I just started, you know, putting my head down, getting to work. And I'm, I'm a big believer. A lot of people say, you know, have fun in your 20s. You know, obviously have fun, like go out, hang out with your friends. But at the same time, like, it's a great time to build a foundation. Um, you know, whether, whether you have a girlfriend now, you know, but you, your, your family in the future, it's, it's going to pay dividends for sure. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It always starts. You know, really, you can start, you know, making money and building money. It's never true, like I said earlier. Um, but yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, I just want to meet I just want to commend you on um, from where we fucking knuckleheads at fucking Laura's College from where we came, started, you know, to, you know, watching you, you know, turn into, you know, what you're doing now, man. Like, you know, you're just a prime example. Like I said, you know, that's what we want to have up in the score, man. You're up, you know, up in the score, what we about, man. You're just trying to take a take a step every day and get better, bro. And uh, um, we're going to drop some nails and shit on here uh, at the end of the show or whatever for everything for people to follow you. Um, because we think you're a very good, you know, resourceful tool for people who want, you know, get into those kind of businesses and you know, want to learn about making that kind of money. So, um, I guess, yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, bro. Um, what, what else we got? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you guys got a ton of followers out in, you know, different states and in different places. Um, I think over the next two years, my plan is to buy a ton of real estate. That's kind of what I've been putting my cash towards and it's saving up. I'm, I'm looking to buy my first house in the next two months. But after that, I, I do understand there, there are better markets uh, to invest in than Chicago right now. And I'm all about business ventures. Um, I, I trust somebody that I know out in a certain location than just a normal property manager. Um, so I definitely, you know, willing to put my money in other places, too. Hell yeah. That's dope as fuck. I think what I'm most interested in is, like, you flipping that switch. You talked about traveling abroad. You said, mm-hmm. was, that, was that, like, the time you're like, okay, man, I need to... I'm going to get on my shit when I come back. Yeah, dude, it, it, it was kind of funny. So I, I remember when I was in Amsterdam, it was at, it was at like two in the morning. Me and my buddy were just, we were smacked. We were, we were having a good time. And I remember I, uh, it was right, it was right over the ocean. And I, and I stood up on a ledge and I just screamed like, this world is ours. Like this world is ours. Yeah. And I just got like super, I just got super hyped. Up. And, and I remember like on my way back, I told myself like, I'm going to commit. Like, I'm going to start committing to, you know, myself. I'm going to become a better, become a better person. I'm going to become a better man. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see what I could become if I, if I go all in and, I, and I've dedicated myself for the last two years and uh, I feel way better than I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. That's amazing. I think it's tough for people to sacrifice. Like mm-hmm. it's one thing to make a decision. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do this, but it has to be a day in and day out mm-hmm. decision. And at the same time, you have to like cut the shit off that you don't, that, that isn't serving you. Right. I think that's so hard to do. It's like, and because I, I think people have that FOMO. But I mean, in the pandemic, what you missing out on? Like, right? Like, what else? What do you have to do? Like, you really got to go out, go hard. And I, and I think you, I think you make a great point too. And then one of the things that you know, I, I kind of realize right now is this still could go on for another year. It could go on for two years. If you just built the foundation for the next year and next two years, you can pretty much travel wherever you want. You can do whatever you want. Because you made the sacrifice now, it's gonna pay. It's gonna pay itself off in the future. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, even just to build off what both of you guys say, you know, it's one thing to be committed to what you're doing or whatever you're doing, um, and it's another thing to be interested in whatever you're doing. There's it's, it's a two two separate, you know, path. You know, if you're interested, yeah, you might check it out for a couple of days or so. You know, you might oh you like it, you this and that, but to be committed. You know, as you said, Mims or MBG, it's a day after day thing, <clears throat> training thing. It's a mental thing, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. But like you said, you know, you feel great after that. That self fulfillment mm-hmm. after is just, you know, you nobody did it but yourself. You know, you can tell that to yourself, and that goes for anything you're doing. Whether you're working your ass off at sports, <clears throat> greatest, or and like you said, working on your own hustle. Um, you know, you just mm-hmm. got to be committed to it. It's not a. It's not going to come. 
from you, you know, one day doing it and the next day, oh, mm-hmm. half assing it. It'll never work that way. So, yeah, say the course for sure. See, I, I got a lot of respect for what you guys are both doing, too, because you guys are following your passion. You're following your hustle. You know, I, I think that, you know, when you when you go back and you have conversations with people, you're a lot more passionate about that than than you would be if, you know, you're you're a doctor or if you're you're a lawyer or something that you really don't even care about. You're putting all your effort into that. Like, why not put all your effort into something that you really believe in, like you really care about um, and you want to make a difference? And like, you're going to be a lot happier doing that, too. I think whatever money or whatever industry you're in, you can make money in it. It doesn't doesn't matter what you're in. You can you can flip shoes. Like you you could start up a basketball camp and like you can you, you don't even know how big you can, you can blow it up. It's the world's yours. Hell yeah, yeah. That's fast. That's fast. Man, I, I love so, I love those little stories about you, bro. <laughs> so I always say, gets me fired up. Man. Shit like that. I can see you just doing yeah. that over the ocean. Fucking world is out. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> man, that's so crazy. So, what do you got? What do you got going in the pipeline now? Like, what do you want? What do you got working as far as um, new business ventures? What are your ideas? What are you thinking? And uh, also, I guess secondary to that, what uh, what do you think opportunities arise with um, the market we have now? Um, I think those are those are both great questions. <clears throat> um, I think. You know, I, I kind of realized that I don't want to be uh, the jack of all trades and master of none. I, I gotta, I gotta really specialize in, in a couple of things. I don't want to spread myself too thin. Um, I think for me, the core is is just real estate. I want to buy real estate. I want to own real estate. I want to sell real estate. I, I would say that I consume eighty percent of my time through real estate, whether it's through podcasts, whether it's through books. That's kind of what I focus on. Um, as for opportunities, I mean, obviously, you know, e-commerce is blowing up. Amazon's blowing up. Uh, I actually just made my first sale on Amazon today, which is pretty cool. So I'm, I'm a, hey. a Nike Amazon seller. So dude, it's crazy. I, I go to Ross, like TJ Maxx. I buy a bunch of stuff that's undervalued in Nike and I sell it on, yeah. on Amazon. Uh, I think there's, a, I think there's a huge up and coming, uh, up and coming market in that. Um, even stocks right now, I mean, stocks are still 25% off. I mean, a lot of the airlines and travel industries are still really good discounts. We may never see the level that they're at again in the next 10 to 12 years. So I still think there's a, there's a huge opportunity in that. Um, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other things, but those are the first things that come to mind. Yo, yo, what's up with oh. Bitcoin? Can you tell me something? <laughs> I heard Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I wish I wish I knew more about Bitcoin. A couple of my buddies are, are big advocates in Bitcoin, and, and you know they're they're really invested in it. Yeah. I got a couple of friends right now who moved out to Costa Rica. They're living out there. They're trading. They're they're living the life. So I mean, I I'm skeptical of it, but at the same time, it seems like people are doing good. I mean, I've I've seen the values and I've seen that you know the returns compared to the stock market this year are like 300 percent. They're astronomical numbers. So I was gonna say numbers don't lie. You know, numbers don't lie. Right. Exactly. I was, I was, that's what I was saying. I was seeing the same thing. Fucking the numbers are crazy for Bitcoin, but I have no idea what that shit is. So, but yeah, my laptop's dying here. Let me get a spot to plug it in. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah dude bitcoin is crazy though so what's what's nuts about it is like it's still not regulated like there's nobody regulating the market at all Mm -hmm. so it can go as high as it wants and it can drop like a bomb like yeah it doesn't matter but you just have to it's like you can't really be smart it's not like yeah you're all good um but it's hard it's hard to be smart about it too like you can't like 
you don't know. You don't know what the hell is going to happen with Bitcoin. So it can go, it can go so, super high and go super so, low. So you're saying the risk level is just is just you're, you're gambling. You're gambling. But I mean, <laughs> it's it, 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 but it, it's can it's been like over time oh, yeah. shot up like crazy so far. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that makes sense. I remember yeah, one I of our friends did. You know, ahead. I don't. I don't, I'm not extremely polished on Bitcoin, but like I said, you know, the numbers are, you know, they don't lie. The data doesn't lie and the numbers, you know, they are going up. And I think that the market is just getting saturated with so many, you know, beginners that the people who have been in it for five to six years are the ones who are really paying, uh, who, who are really doing well. Um, I think there's definitely an opportunity in there for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <sighs> Man. So how does, how does, uh, how does kind of music influence you every day on a day-to-day basis? Are you, are you, uh, you're waking up listening to Iron of the Tiger? You got. I need it, man. What you, get, what, you else, what you else got in the playlist? What do you got when you work out? Like, I want to I hear what, you, what your workout playlist is. So, so normally when I work out, I listen to like live, live sets. I listen to like Bear Grylls, Excision. Okay. Um, Marshmallow, like Slander, Nightmare. Something that just like brings the thunder, man. I need something that, yeah. that, that hard, that hardcore bass. Hey, you fuck with me. But no, I mean, dude, honestly, I, I tell people, I tell you this all the time. Like, I don't think I would be where I am today without like music festivals, music festivals either. Because like, when you when you see somebody up on that stage, dude, they 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 came from the same places that we were. They were just pounding the pavement. They were working their ass up. They were staying up late, and they made something out of themselves. And like, when I'm there, I'm like, dude, I can be somebody. Like, I can do something, you know. And, it, and you're like, it, it puts things in perspective. It does. You know, I thought I was the only one that get that like feeling from live music or like the concerts and shit. Like I, when I go to live performances and shit, and I see like my favorite artists up on stage and shit, just like going crazy. I'm just like, oh, like I'm trying to put myself into the place they were, you know, for them to actually be on stage right now, rocking out in front of everybody. Like, you know how much fucking people probably told them their shit trash and you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. And then like. Even the fan bases that are there that are fucking going nuts for that guy are just like you kind of feel that, you know what I'm saying, from your favorite when you're at the performances. You know, I'm a huge festival guy myself. Like that used to get me going yeah. you know, my favorite artist get on stage and rock it for all my, all his fans and shit, you know. And he was just you get, and even then you got you know, hear them on stage saying, you know, I wouldn't be shit without you guys and you know, like and they really mean that shit because they worked so hard on that and you know, they built that fan base and it's just music does wonders for everybody. It's just the brand is electrifying. That's your brand. Exactly. It's fucking electrifying that, to see that. But yeah, I'm the same way with vessels and shit. It gets me so riled up to see that. I shit. fucking plan, motherfuckers. Yeah. My roommate's home and the bucks just tied up in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, man, I, I will say, I will say, I, I'm not an EDM guy. Like, I've never really been. But I went to Lollapalooza when I was like, I don't know, 18, 19. And I went, like my friends were into it. So they're like, just go to just go to one. Just go to one. And it was the closer. It was Major Laser. And I, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll go. I always got done with ASAP Ferg. And we were like in a mosh pit. It's like going around <laughs> going crazy. So I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm feeling it. Like, whatever. Let's let's go. Let's, let's, see, let's see what's good with it. Yeah, you got to ride the So way. I went. I went. And like, literally – it's not just mosh pits, like pits of people jumping around. Every single person in the crowd was just jumping lit, like just going crazy. I was like, yo, this – it kind of gave me chills. I was like, this is a different type of feeling. Like I get why people like it. Like this is actually kind of cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, you, 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 feed off, you feed off the energy. You feed off the crowd. 
Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was also gonna ask you. I mean, I'm sure you've been to a different, a bunch of different concerts. Versus, I mean, a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, I mean, probably are mostly hip hop or R and B or whatever. But like, as far as the fest- festivals and like shit you've been through, I'm sure you've been to rap concerts too. Like, what's the difference? Like, like you said, the energy, like you know, it's hype. You know, I'll say what's the difference in the festivals and like a rap concert versus you know a EDM house music concert. So I, I would say that the roles are a little bit reversed between us two. Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys are a little bit more into rap and I'm a little bit more into EDM. I did see Travis Scott sixth row in Milwaukee and the energy through that was absolutely through the roof. One of my favorite parts about that is uh, his, you know, choreography, um, his, his staging, his lighting, um, his visuals were just were through the roof. And I, I think it really depends on how much money, you know, that, that team or that, you know, that artist has. But his uh, his performance was amazing and his production was amazing. Um, compared to EDM, it, you know it, they're definitely they're definitely a little bit different. Um, EDM like the music never stops, and I feel like in rap there's a lot of pauses and there's a lot of a lot of times they're not singing and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think the crowd's extremely electrifying in both. Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. I was gonna say um, I don't know if this counts, but DJ Carnage I caught him at a festival at a lyrical lemonade festival and uh, I'm not- yeah it counts. Yeah, yeah, Carnage, he was fucking lit, bro. Like, I, out of all the rap performers at that festival, when he came on, though, which he also obviously makes, you know, he makes beats for rappers, too, also. Um, but when he came on, like you said, it was like a fucking water's flying, fucking, like Mem said, everybody's jumping. It's not it's not pits, it's everyone, you know what I'm saying? People, I say our girl broke her leg, like, limping off, like, nasty, like, carrying her shit out of a dj carnage set like it was lit it was crazy so i just think um i, I like i like house music EDM. I, I can't find them much of it but i enjoy listening to it. it's on my playlist trust me i got i got a house music uh like playlist what do you got on there hold on me all right let me let me check let me check me out hold on i got you i'm gonna pull up off my playlist <laughs> let me see what, what we working with <laughs> i got uh hey yeah, you listen to a variety of different. Music. Yeah, I do. I fuck with a bunch of shit. If it sounds good on my ears, you know, I'm a blaster. Like like Beach said, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get it. Throw, uh, it's lit. Throw throw some Chris Lake in there. <clears throat> He's got great hey. great house music. Uh, like if, not, you, if you throw that out at a party, man, everyone's gonna be jumping. <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, I got some marshmallow to Chami or whatever its name. T okay, Chami. I saw him in uh, in Belgium. Yeah, hell yeah, I got. Oh, him. that's crazy. In Belgium? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, dude. Wait, have you, have you guys have you guys heard of Tomorrowland before? You got no. Tell us about a concert overseas. Man. I didn't even know you were overseas at concerts. Yeah, yeah. So th- this story was maybe you know one of my top three um, most memorable stories in my lifetime. Uh, so we went to we were we were in we were in Italy we were in Florence and we the weekend that we were there the biggest concert in the world called Tomorrowland was going on and the tickets sell out in like three minutes. <clears throat> they, they sell only a certain amount of tickets to each country. So they like cap it out. Like America gets a hundred, um, you know, Belgium, get, Belgium gets a couple hundred, Italy gets a couple hundred, Greece gets a couple hundred. So we flew down to the venue last minute, didn't have tickets, didn't have a hotel. And we're, we're walking around like scalping tickets and everyone's like, dude, you guys are, you guys are idiotic. Like you're never going to get tickets. Um, right. this, sold, this thing sold out in two minutes. I see so many other people like, please give me tickets. We've been waiting our whole lives. And all these scalpers were coming up to us. Like we've had no success the whole day. So I oversee this guy and this girl like arguing in another language. 
she's like she's like pointing like let's go in let's go in the guy's like the guy's like too hot too hot too hot and uh he was like walking he was walking away from the venue she was walking towards the venue and i'm like i told my buddy i'm like alex dude something's up with these people i don't think they want to go to the concert i just got that vibe so i go up to these people like have no idea if they speak a lick of english at all and I'm like, do you guys not want to go to the concerts? And she's like, I do. And he doesn't. And he like, you know, he, he was, he was the man of the house. He overrode, he overrode her. And he said that, uh, yeah, I don't want to go. So we ended up, and, and, and it's crazy because when you're, it's not like a normal concert, like Lala, where you can just set, where you can just sell your ticket and you can walk in. Like each wristband is dedicated towards a name like you have to match your i your, your wristband with your name yeah. luckily these people were like from belgium they live there they got it from like a company company venue like they won that they wanted at their work so it wasn't activated yet so we got there we showed them our passports we got it activated and we got it yeah. like one in a million that's crazy talk about a fucking day one in a million. wow <laughs> Yeah. That's big for one of the biggest concerts, bro. That's some. That's crazy as fuck. That's a day. Oh yeah, it was awesome. I'm sure that made that shit even more lit, though. The way you got in there, that's that's. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh my god. Well, we well we get in we get into the venue, and I was like, I'll tell my buddy like, yo, let's go let's go put our stuff away at a hotel. Like, let's get a go let's go get a hotel. He's like, get a hotel. He's like, we're staying, man. He's like, get your squeeze your bag and he's like, squeeze your bag into a locker. Like, figure it out. Let's get in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome later. holy crap oh yeah man oh yeah All right, that's dope that's um, crazy so that's yeah. that's the biggest concert that's the biggest festival in the world yeah i'm pretty sure like population wise it, it's for sure like i don't know about rap wise but it's the most known edm concert like yeah I've, i mean i've not. definitely heard of it i definitely heard of it that's insane and like i mean i've yeah, seen right. posts about it it looks crazy like <laughs> the and everybody's like dressed up in some crazy shit like What'd you? Yeah. Oh, what'd you guys? Yeah, they got, like, the that? girls got the girls got like axes over their nipples and stuff. Yeah, it's all that. Like, what what did you Dude. guys wear? Did you, are you just regular clothes or what? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think I had like a uh, like a cutoff on, maybe maybe some jeans or shorts. I don't remember. Um, People looking at you like, what the fuck? Oh, I, I, I know, I know what I wore. Yeah, I think I had like a medium shirt on. I got in grease. It was like all cut up. Hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> that's, that's so lit. Oh, yeah. it, I think it's crazy is the correlation like marketing and music to like marketing and just regular business. Like I think they're just master marketers and they utilize everything. They utilize every platform and they utilize like like every way of making money. Like they they'll, they'll get in into clothing, they'll get into into sponsorships and endorsement deals and all that. So, like it's crazy how much music is involved. And I think um, you kind of utilize your Twitter more for marketing and business, like solely. Like that's it now. So, what made you like make the switch? You're like, okay, this is just a, a bit better opportunity on Twitter, or, or what did you kind of think about there? Yeah. So, I, honestly, like you know, I, I think I talked about this earlier in our podcast. Um, I think the best time to fail is in your 20s. I, I was running a I was running a Twitter campaign for a while. It was doing pretty well. Then I realized that like you know I didn't want to make flipping my main business venture. I like flipping, but I like real estate a lot more. So I'm trying to slowly rebrand myself to flipping. Um, and after I buy my first, my first property, my goal is to make a course on how I did that and, and, and you know, help, help other people do the exact same thing that I did. Beautiful, oh, yeah. man. That's perfect. I mean, it's, exactly. it's step by step. You're, you're... Right. Tell them, tell them, take this up. I mean, market... Yeah. I mean, marketing, yeah. Marketing is like huge. I think being able to brand yourself and, let it be known first 
and then do it and then you're able to teach it like it's just that sequence is perfect i mean especially right now it's it's crazy yeah i i did say at the beginning of of this uh, of our conversation that if i can go back i probably wouldn't go to school that being said i did major in marketing and like there is a ton of gems and ton of great things you can learn in, in marketing yeah. for sure i mean oh, i yeah. think the, the most pivotal and the most important skill you can learn for business i don't care if you're you're in finance. I don't care if you're the CEO. I don't care if you're the COO. The most important thing you can learn is sales and marketing. Yeah, facts. Oh yeah, that's for sure. That's oh, for sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, and it was great having you on here, bro. Um, we appreciate you taking that time to, you know, put our our audience on and even put us on with some, you know, some of your shit that you're doing right now and what you got planned for the future, man. It was awesome having a conversation with you. Um, even sharing your music and shit. What you got? Yeah. What are you saying? What you got for last things? Last. Th- I was gonna ask him. What What do you got for the last thing to say? What do you got to say to the people for the, for the last, last last final call? Everything to say. What do you need to know about BG, Brandon Gates, the businessman, and the man outside the business. What do they need to know? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just just put it all on the line. Give it everything you got. Uh, you know, you only you only live one one life, uh, so you might as well go out striving for it, going out and getting it. Uh, then knowing that you know, dwelling on the past five years later, and and, and five years, twenty five years later, and, and thinking you know what could have been. You know, give it everything you got. Oh yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's things tough. like you said. Start early. Ain't never too too early to chase that that bag. You know, uh, so start grinding. Um, make sure y'all start following uh, following our man on his social media platforms. Uh, if you want to get you know shout shout yourself out real quick, let him know where to follow you at. Yeah, okay. yeah. If you guys want some great book reviews, you guys want some real estate uh, real estate topics, real estate posts. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Brandon Gates nine on Instagram and Brandon Gates five on Twitter. That's right. Hell yeah! Uh, follow the man. Yes, sir. If you want to make some money? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey. You. owe me the money. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up in the school, like you said. Big B's for big business. Big B's for yeah. big business. <laughs> but man, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on, bro. It was it was awesome. I mean, I don't think I've talked to you like this in a minute, so it was great. Um, but yeah, huge shout out to my man BG and signing off. Signing off. Right. That was fun, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Peace, bro. Course that takes well and walk on the wood. First turn nigga from the hood, they curious. Four and cry about five and jury. I get the comments with number this period. I got your B on one put on the mirror. First young nigga in the A2 land, run on 14 mil, started 14 grams. Dope boy diggers and diamonds and Tim. You shouldn't play with that boy. He's, He's not one of them, bro. I kept taking L's, finally got me an M. Still making double, I don't call when I spin. S552018. Gotta come 20 if you hopping in the bin. Young turn nigga from the D to the A. I'm rocking with the lion. Yeah, I'm rocking with the brain. Yeah, 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 we pay. Yeah, 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 we pay. I'ma turn it up a little more this time. Used to dream about getting out, got it on dry. I had a spot, I can rush it. What do you have? You about 20, I front what you buy. I put on drip, I believe I can fly. Niggas know that I'm rich, but they know not to try. I had a show in Detroit and I started reviving. Spent 50 on all of the guys. All in these hoes in the store, make a mission. And plus, I'ma tip them, they holding my side. Get in your car and just put on your flashes and follow the hearse. And you say you gon' ride. Cause somebody gon' die if they fuck.